Welcome to I Hate Sand, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Aaron. I'm Reagan. We're just three lifelong friends sitting around a table talking about hot Star Wars topics. We recognize that Star Wars means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and we may disagree on the specificities, but at the end of the day, we all love Star Wars. Let's dive right in. Hello, everybody. God damn, that's really loud in my Ouch. ears. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hated that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's been a while. We thought it would wow. be a good idea to watch season two, episode one of Mandalorian together and talk about it. We just finished it an hour ago. And, and it's based. Um, it's so good. It was good. so good. So good. It's fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, what are you waiting for? Yes. Also, stop listening because we're going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, stop listening to this episode, which I don't know why you would click on it because it's going to say Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1 Recap. True. So, Reagan, let's give these people a fresh recap of this episode before we get into the details. Uh, so, it opens up. Season 1 ended with Mando taking the child on a quest to find his origins. And we pick up on that. He goes to another planet and finds out where another Mandalorian is. Uh, it turns out it's on Tatooine. So he travels back to Tatooine uh, and meets a supposed Mandalorian who we quickly find out is an imposter. He just bought the armor in this small little village on Tatooine. And that town is being terrorized by a crate dragon. And they team up together with Tusken Raiders to kill that Krayt Dragon so that Mando can take that armor back and continue his journey of finding the true Mandalorian as well as the origins of the child. So I think this episode was really cool because it had a ton of throwbacks. Yeah. Not just to Mando season one, mm-hmm. but other Star Wars movies as well. Yes. Um... I wrote down a bunch of things. One really minor detail that they threw in was the R4 droid. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but it's the droid, or at least I'm speculating, it's the droid from A New Hope that blew up before Luke bought it. And uh, if you notice, there's like some smoky debris right where that part is that blew up. Some like scoring? Um, yeah, some scoring. I did not notice that. Smoke. Yeah, I was wondering if it was just a similar droid, but if I didn't notice the scoring of it. Yeah. That's cool. So that's pretty cool. Minor detail. Um, another minor detail that I'm sure a lot of people noticed was the pod racer that the marshal was flying on. That yep. was cool. Like, who thinks of that? That's fucking cool. It's like flying a jet engine. Yeah. Just chilling on a jet engine. Flying away. <laughs> <laughs> Getting around town. <laughs> The Gamorrean guards. They looked kind of weird to me. They did look kind of weird. Their legs were too skinny and they were like, uh, they just look too skinny in general and they look kind of like fake. That's one of my complaints. The the very few complaints I have with the Mandalorian in general is like the Tusken Raider costuming feels weird to me as well as like the Mm. Gamorrean guards. I didn't have a problem with the Tusken Raiders, but some of the moisture evaporator things looked like they're obviously CG and they looked really fake. 
but it was just like yeah. off to the side. So why would they put a bunch of money into developing that? You know, but mm-hmm. I did notice that the background when they're riding through Tatooine, the just dune scene background looked significantly more fake than say yeah. the space background. True. Yeah, Tatooine in general just looked kind of weird. Yeah, I think it was because it was. Obviously, it's so bright because there's two suns, but I think because it was so bright, it made some of the stuff look kind of washed out. That's really nitpicky, though. It is, for sure. I mean, it's a minor detail. It was just something I was thinking while I was watching it. Like, Because, I mean, in gallery, they show their huge room that has a screen mm-hmm. that is the background. You for, know? Anyone so it's not... that, for anyone that doesn't know, gallery is the behind-the-scenes documentary show. Yeah, about season one. Um and they, they have an episode, I think it's like the special effects episode, where they show that they have, they don't use green screen or blue screen, they use an actual LED giant wraparound TV that is projecting the the background. So the cameras are actually capturing an image, it's not being put in in post necessarily. And so I'm assuming they did the same thing here with, the, with the sand, but it just looks more noticeably fake. <laughs> Another minor detail that I noticed in this episode is the Bantha toothpicks. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just like big stones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime I've seen a Tuscan Raider, they have like that staff thing with the little pointy thing coming out. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is that for? <laughs> but now we know it's a Bantha toothpick. That's, yeah, that's amazing. All right, let's talk about the biggest thing about this episode. Well, there's a bunch of big things. But literally the largest thing? <laughs> not literally. We'll get there. The biggest thing for me that we've heard rumors about up until now that we know are confirmed, Boba Fett. So when we first see the doors open, we see the armor, and I'm just like, who the fuck is that? It's obviously not <laughs> yep. Boba Fett. Yeah. It just looks wrong on his, on his body. So we were talking about this before we started, and it was very strange. The costume did not fit his body. Yeah. It looks to me like somebody has this amazing idea for a Halloween costume, and they put a money aside for it, and they start buying all the things to make this amazing costume, and halfway through, they run out. So they have to do like an at-home DIY to like fill up the gaps. Like that cosplay guy. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Because some of it looks great, but, yeah. <laughs> but everything in between is just Whose idea was bad. it to be like, you know what would go great with this costume? A red scarf. <laughs> it's like he was wearing really that before ties to look together. Yeah. It makes him look like a fucking Christmas elf, though. <laughs> Christmas is right around the corner. But I mean, it, the it backstory does, makes sense. Like yeah. the story they add to it, you it end up ends up making sense. Yeah, it's, it's not like cool. he could like modify it to fit his body because it's Beskar. Yeah, right. I just wish they would have made it a little bigger. But what, that, what happened to the legs? Did they get dissolved by the Sarlacc? We'll find out. I guess maybe Boba Fett still has them. This raises a bunch of questions. It does. Yeah, so... Can't wait to have him in. Yeah, leading up into this, or watching this episode, I was really hoping to see the actual Boba Fett. And I was like, surely, surely not. They wouldn't give Boba not Fett in away first in the first episode. episode. And we they get, did. We get a little tease. <laughs> get a little blue balls in there. <laughs> it's a nice cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, it's a very good one. So I'm really excited to see what, what ends up happening yeah. with that armor set. Is and he going to like... Fett. Confront the Mando and be like, "Give me my armor back, you bitch!" 
But if that's the the case, why wouldn't he have done that with the other guy? Right. Why was he looking at them the whole time? It's very mysterious. And what was like testing him? What was that on his back? Yeah, he had a bunch of weapons on his back. Yeah, he had like a Tuscan Raider weapon. Staff, yeah. Right. Yeah. He had a Bantha toothpick for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's been living the Tuscan Raider life. Learning how to caretake his farm of Banthas. What if that's the direction the season goes? <laughs> <laughs> Just find out Boba Fett is a Bantha farmer. I mean, going through the Sarlacc pit changes a man. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I'm going to go live a peaceful life, grow some Banthas. Grow some Banthas. <laughs> Another thing about the Boba Fett armor that I was really excited about was the jetpack missile. Yeah. The yeah, targeting really system. Cool. We mm-hmm. finally get to see that in action. We kind of see it in episode two uh, when Jango Fett shoots that yeah. rocket at Obi-Wan. But but we didn't get to see like his targeting reticle right. and all that. That was cool. So cool. Another thing at the end of the episode, the marshal is like, tell your people I wasn't the one who broke that. And I think that was a flashback to uh, episode six, right before, um, who is it that hits, it's Han. It's Han, because he can't see, and he just like whacks Boba Fett's. Yeah, I'm assuming that that is referencing that. Oh, Mm -hmm. I thought it was because he hit, like Mando hit his jetpack to make him fly off. That could also be true, I don't know. But yeah, I guess if if it was broken, he wouldn't have been able to fly around. Yeah, he broke it again. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) But that was kind of a reference to um, episode six when they do hit his jetpack. Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously, there's a design flaw here. <laughs> <laughs> Another minor detail that I noticed were the like sand dogs that were like the Tuscan Raider pets. Yeah, yeah. from episode three. Episode two. Yeah. Um, when Anakin two. slaughters Come that village. <sighs> um, I, I thought totally that, forgot about that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I recognized those right away, and I was like, "Whoa!" But I couldn't remember what are they, what are they called? Uh, I don't Did they know. ever tell us? No, they never do. If anyone wants to look that up, Tuscan dogs. I like sand dogs, personally. <laughs> sand puppies. It nice. sounds like an Airbud film. <laughs> <laughs> sand dogs. One thing that's kind of weird is that Mando Mando can speak Tuscan. Yeah, and they. I guess he spent a lot of time on Tatooine. He rests, like yeah. says that as an aside. It's strange but... that he his he can speak Tuscan so well, but his Jawa is really poor. Yeah, because in season one of Mando, he's trying to negotiate with the Jawas to give mm-hmm. him the parts to a ship back that they stripped off, and they make fun of him <laughs> for speaking their language so terribly. All right, let's talk about the biggest, literally biggest thing about this episode. The fucking crate dragon. We finally get to see a great dragon. I know. I so mean, there, there was one alive like, crate yeah. dragon in like Knights of the Old Republic, I think, that you could fight. Oh, I didn't. But know it that. did not look like that. We see the crate dragon skeleton in A New Hope. Yep. Yeah, and when we're I, like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? That's a big. That's a big old thing. Yeah, big lizard. And whenever the like rumbling was happening. At the beginning of the episode, I was like, is this going to be Moff Gideon? Find him out here? Is there a ship about to touch down? I I was expecting a ship. Yeah. So it was a very pleasant surprise that it was a creature. Yeah, Yeah, that was wild. Can we talk about the the similarities between this episode and one of the best SpongeBob episodes? (laughs) Because what I want to know is why they didn't just take, oh, what's the town name? Moss. Bottom? No, no, no. Oh. Moss. I don't remember. 
why did they not just take their town and push, push it, it somewhere, somewhere else? <laughs> Is that what happens in SpongeBob? Yeah, there's like a giant worm. <laughs> And they're funny. Thing. The plot is very similar. Yeah. One cool thing about the crate dragon is the acid that he spits the acid out. Acid breath. Yeah. So cool. That it was, was disgusting. Terrifying. I want to play against that in a video game. I know. Oh god. Jedi Fallen Order. It'd be so hard. DLC. It was really cool seeing the jetpack combat in this episode. Like they're flying mm-hmm. around and shooting at the crate dragon. Yeah. It's then seeing. Um, Mandalorian fly out of the crate dragon at the end and blow it up. So good. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. My definitely the best yeah. moment of the episode. Oh yeah. I was telling Aaron and Reagan before this that Mandalorian season one seemed so small scale, and they were just testing the waters with this new live action Star Wars show. Yep. Because they'd never done it before, but just this kickoff of season two, it seems so much larger scale. It's huge. Yeah. Like, it involves a whole town mm-hmm. and a whole, like, village of sand people. And you get to see a whole part of Tatooine you'd never seen before. Yeah. Right. A huge cool. new monster. Yeah. Villain. Yeah. And it's the longest episode we've had. So I just know. kind of, like, from a practical standpoint of production, like, they had the the budget, I guess, to to go bigger. Mm-hmm. Um just on the storytelling scale. This is going to sound really dumb of me, but I did not make the correlation that Tuscans were raiding people. <laughs> what? <laughs> Their name didn't give it away. <laughs> I, I just associated the words with like the image of the Tuscan Raider, but I didn't like think didn't about the, that. It's like, their their name is like what they do. Yeah, they're like raiding people, and so yeah. I think that I <laughs> this was awesome. This episode was really cool seeing like these wild people come together and work with the civilized people. And it kind of makes you question what, which groups are civilized and which aren't. Cause the, the townsfolk aren't really that civilized either by, right. By notions of like, you know, Coruscant or something. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot more in common than they do different. Sure. Another thing I liked is that it actually made sense that they were so well armed. Because you wouldn't expect every single town out there to have all those explosives, but since they're a mining town, mm. they've got all these like mining charges, and they're able to use. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Use I one thing about have. that because they were like <laughs> they had a lot of explosives. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it really only makes sense for for them since they're a mining town. Yeah, I didn't really put that together as I was watching it either. Oh, what about the uh, blue vodka? <laughs> <laughs> we get to see an alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. Not just that. I want to go on record. No. <laughs> no. Against Taylor. Because he has such a problem with the green milk and Last Jedi. I do. But for whatever reason, blue vodka does not bother <laughs> okay, him well, one blue bit. vodka isn't coming out of an alien titty, so. <laughs> how, how do you know? Maybe it <laughs> yeah, did. Where, where'd it come from? <laughs> the bartender's just out there pulling one out. <laughs> That's where it comes from. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> gotcha. It's homemade. Home brew, <laughs> distilled. <laughs> baby Yoda is as cute as ever. I kept expecting the child, not Baby Yoda, the child. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> to to use the Force. Yeah, I know. I was hoping for another another Force use he in there. He's just kind but... of a standby character in this episode. Yeah. It wears him out, though. You know, it like does. every time he uses it, he's really drained, really knocked yeah. on his ass. Yeah, poor Baby Yoda. Or the child. 
That's so awkward. It Poor is the, the child. child. <laughs> the child. Yoda's dead, so. <laughs> For all we know, Yoda was getting busy on Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> With what? With Lady, Lady Yoda. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yaddle or Yaddle? Yaddle. <laughs> Yeah, we, kn- we don't know what happened to her, actually. She's one of the those Jedi that are supposed survivors of the of Order 66. Really? But we don't know where she is. What if they what got busy, had Baby Yoda, and then... Then he left for Dagobah? No. No, like... <laughs> I'm going to abandon you, child, <laughs> Yoda. while I go in hiding. Yoda, yeah, what the would terrible the, father. <laughs> so what would the timeline be on this if the child is 50 years... Mm-hmm. It would probably be about the time that Luke went to Dagobah. No. No, that can't be. Because Luke, I, I guess we never, he was 18. At, he was 18 in episode four. Right, at the beginning of episode four. And then it's what, two years? I Three years so. in timeline? Yeah. Yeah, he would He would have had to like bang one out with Yaddle and like during the Clone Wars. I mean, the child was born before... Fuck. <laughs> oh, I just farted into the microphone, guys. Felt it coming. God damn it, dude. You literally turned around and stood on the fucking chair to do that. <laughs> wow. That was commitment. It was. Anyways, I'm pretty sure the child was born before. <laughs> Order 66. Yeah. He had to have been, like, during the Clone Wars or even before that. All this to say, what an amazing kickoff to Season 2. Yeah. Really excited to see what comes after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. And I'm really glad that they did put Boba Fett in at the end because I was thinking about the plot. You know, he's, he's like, trying to find another Mandalorian. And that wasn't, like, through most of the episode, that's not really moved forward. Because mm-hmm. it turns out it's not a Mandalorian; it's whatever his name is. But then we see Boba at the end. You, it's going to be really sad if like that was all that we get of Boba Fett. Oh, that would be he so literally lame. Doesn't come back. That'd be so mean. I would be like, why? All right, so we had so much fun with our Star Wars Trivial Pursuit episode with Clint that we decided to make a show segment called Quick Trivia. Quick trivia. You got your quick trivia. Quick triv. All right, Reagan, I'm going to go first. Okay. Which battle defines year zero in official Star Wars timeline? Oh, wow. Is that the Battle of Genosis? <laughs> no. Is it? Battle of Yavin. Oh. <laughs> close. It wasn't that close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really? Battle of Yavin is Battle year zero? Yeah. Yeah. It's year like zero? BBY, ABY. This is the, all the Star Wars dates. Just oh. before Battle of Yavin or after Battle of Yavin. I did not know that. Aaron, which movie does not feature someone saying, May the Force be with you? If there is one? There is one. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Um... I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm just going to kind of guess that it's the Phantom Menace. I think I might know it. What do you think it is? Oh, fuck. Um, I'm guessing it wasn't the Phantom Menace. I'm going to say The Force Awakens. 
both incorrect. It's Return of the Jedi. Really? Wow. Never said. I thought Admiral Akbar said like, I guess he says like, may the force be with us. I swear he that says could be. something like that. Could be his fucking trivia. Just yeah. All on a technicality. Wanking us. All right. <laughs> all right, Taylor. Which prop in the original film was built around the base of a 4x5 camera's flash attachment? Which prop? Yeah, which prop in the original film was built around the base of a 4x5 camera's flash attachment? I'm going to say a lightsaber. That's right. Woo! Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is pretty crazy. I never knew that. Good guess, though. Well, that's about all we've got for this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, we've got some more really exciting stuff happening pretty soon um, that we'll tell you guys about. I think everyone's going to be really excited about who we have planned to come on the show. Please subscribe to us. You can find us anywhere on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at I Hate Sand Podcast. Please give us a follow so that you know when new episodes come out. And if you want to support us on Anchor, that would be great because we have some dreams and hopes to get some real Star Wars casts and characters on this show. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time. I don't like that.